In the name of the Word made flesh, Jesus our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. Wow, you all look terrific. It's late, and you're, you're brilliant as banks of poinsettias, bright as a Christmas candle. Can't believe it. And I know you've been busy. I know this has been a, a week or maybe more of preparing, shopping, cleaning. Some of you have been in airports today, I think. And still, the enthusiasm of the feast of our Lord's birth picks us up, gets us to church, where we experience together a festival like no other in our lives. Lots of customs. I've already mentioned shopping. I've mentioned presents. I know that everyone has their own custom for opening presents. For the most part, maybe this is your custom, you open presents on Christmas morning. All the presents on Christmas morning. But I remember our custom when we were kids uh, evolved. I think just because the kids were wearing on the parents and uh, so we got some things changed. One of the changing customs was to open one present on Christmas Eve and then the other wrapped presents on Christmas morning along with whatever Santa brought us. And so it was all very exciting. And we felt pretty powerful about that except that the more powerful parents, all-knowing, all-sovereign, were able to direct us to that box, that wrapped box that concealed the new Christmas pajamas, you know. <laughs> we were expecting something a little more exciting. So the opening of presents, yes. When we were kids, that was very much what Christmas was about. And I think it still is. But now, as we get along, we can understand the opening of gifts in some new kinds of ways. I'd like us to think about the opening not only of gifts, but the opening of doors. For every Christmas Eve and every Christmas Day affords us an opportunity for the opening of a door. Now it happened this way in the life of Jesus. One night in the little town of Bethlehem, a man called Joseph was hoping for the opening, the literal opening of the door of the inn to receive him and his wife, great with child. What was open to him was the stable. It was opened and they entered. And there was born their baby, Jesus. 
He was greeting by cattle lowing. And somewhere out in the field, he was greeted also, although it was far away, and to the shepherds. He was greeted by creatures, angels singing against the starlit night sky. Beasts of the stall and the creatures from the heavenly realm. And the room that was made ready for him was that stable for Mary and Joseph. And a feeding trough in that stable, the manger, was what reached out its arms to receive the newborn Jesus. So the opening of that door is a reminder to us of the opportunity to prepare him room once again, to prepare to open the door of our hearts, which is a kind of portal to our very soul. Open our hearts that Christ Jesus may be known to us deeply, to be present with us always. And we get this message about opening the door of our hearts in poetry and in in the great hymns of the church for Christmas. The very last hymn that we will sing tonight before we go home is Joy to the World. And in the very first verse of that hymn, what we sing is, let earth receive her king, let every heart prepare him room. And preparing room for the Lord Jesus to come in is a way of cleaning and clearing of holding back distractions for this moment of liturgy and for on into tomorrow and really to make it a daily pattern to prepare the Christ room because distractions can pull us away from that most important daily reception of the Lord Jesus. Another hymn, you know it, by heart, although I'm not sure we're going to sing it tonight. You've been singing it, you've been humming it, you've been hearing it, Away in the Manger. And this is kind of a prayer that's a great Christmas prayer. These two lines, be near me, Lord Jesus. I ask you to stay close by me forever. And love me, I pray. That we can pray that prayer and that Christ always hears and receives and grants that prayer is the beauty of Christmas. Be near me, Lord Jesus. I ask thee to stay close by me forever and love me, I pray. When we prepare 
room in our hearts to receive the King. We can pray that prayer, and it will be so. And a third, a third hymn that we will be singing during communion. Same theme, opening a door, receiving Christ in. The third verse of O Little Town of Bethlehem. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. The dear Christ enters in. So let's stay with that theme as we finish our reflections on Christmas Eve. And let's make sure that we know that this is an opportunity to open a door and to receive the one who longs to come in. So many things do distract us. In some cases, we don't think we're ready or we want to put off something so beautiful as an invitation to the Lord to be known by us in a deeper way. In the early 17th century, a Spanish poet, a beautiful poem, although I only know the English, it's a beautiful translation of the poem, talks about the putting off of the invitation and how regrettable that is. And in one of the verses, let's, let's listen. How oft my guardian angel gently cried, Soul, from thy casement look, and thou shalt see how he persists to knock and wait for thee. And oh, how often to that voice of sorrow, tomorrow we will open. I replied, and when the morrow came, I answered still, tomorrow. We can make it tonight. Whatever is your custom for opening gifts, enjoy that, cherish that giving and receiving of love symbolized in the gifts. Tonight, though, consider your own heart to be a gift from God for your very life. It can be a gift back to God as well, our hearts. It can be a gift when we open it. Christ, who came to us in Bethlehem, longs for us to prepare him room and open. Amen.